Hello everyone and welcome back to Is It Peak? Today we are discussing Season 6, Episode 9 of Better Call Saul, Fun and Games. Joining me for this episode is Johnny Cooper. Hello everyone, Johnny Cooper here. We also have Imperfect Dan. What's up? And we have Hrez. Hey everyone. Well, before we go any further, once again we have to shout out the HN Films patrons. So special thanks to the ultimate fanboy, Fartzom, and our epic fanboy, Rhombus, which I pronounced wrongly last time. I said R-M-B-H-S, but apparently it's pronounced Rhombus, even though it's not spelled like Rhombus, so whatever. So, um, what are our initial thoughts on this, uh, controversial episode? Uh, wow, is it actually that controversial, or are you just memeing? I don't know, I feel like it's slightly controversial, because it doesn't have a death scene every single scene. I'm kind of surprised that people have issues with this episode. I thought it was amazing first watch, and it's just equally as amazing on second watch. Well, you know why people don't like it. You know why it's controversial. Is it though? Like, doesn't everyone IMDb like it? I think it's because of two scenes. I'm, I'm assuming. I, I think I know which one yeah. Agent's talking about. It's is the, the one scene and Mike scene, I think. People still, I think it has like a 9.6 or something. I'll, ch- I'll check. I'm pretty sure it's only a 9.6 just because of like how it ends, I guess. I guess controversial fact is that we don't know when it is, but we'll fucking get to that later. It has a 9.5. So still pretty fucking high. I mean, the last episode was 9.9, right? Or 9.8. Misleading title, though. Yeah, the titles this season have just been fucking stupid. But this one especially so, because, like, the only reason it would be called that is lol funny. Haha, it's actually not fun and games. Well, I mean, it's just called fun and games because of when Kim says she was just having too much fun. But I still agree that... What is the games part? What's the games part, though? Because fun and games is a phrase, and they need to do the X and Y thing. Yeah, I still agree that the titles are kind of stupid, because they're just words from the episode, but... Point and shoot is probably the worst one, by default. No, the worst one is axe and grind. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what axe and grind means, not gonna lie. It's called axe and grind, because there's an axe in the episode. I think the grind refers to something else, I just don't know what. The Sigma grind of Lalo Salamanca. Um, should we talk about the cold open, which is a montage... A montage which is not something stupid, which I thought it would be. When the jingle started playing as the episode began, I thought it was going to be another variation of the Something Stupid song. Honestly, in the cold open, I really dig the transitions, especially, you know, the one where they're wiping the blood off of their apartment floor and then it transitions to Jimmy eating the fucking Chipotle in his office. Yeah, I swear they did something like that that in Breaking Bad as well. It was like with Victor, right? Victor's blood, I think, yeah. Yeah. They transitioned to something. It was like to the ketchup. It was in the ketchup in uh, where like Walt and Jesse was eating. Oh, that's the part where he says, Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I really like that song. I like that song better than Something Stupid, honestly. That's a, that's a hot take. I forgot. Did the Was the end credits like the normal Better Call yeah, Saul yeah. jingle? We're back to normal now, thankfully. Damn, okay. Okay. Damn. Dude, I don't know why people wanted Kim to die. Because they're misogynistic, bro. That'd be so lame. Just have to like back to back to back death scenes. Well, plus, the season was kind of setting up just every single character who's not in Breaking Bad just being killed off for no reason. I thought Price was going to come back and get a, and get killed. I hope they never bring back Price. Why? What? Why are you a hater? There's no reason, bruh. What is the no. reason? Next episode, Saul's going to go to the laser tag, and then... The, uh, the twin characters be are better, bruh. No, they're not. That would be a cool character to bring back. Yep. Yeah, the thing for next episode, the synopsis is a new player enters the game. It could be Price making his return. So yeah, very good cold open. Uh, I'd say one of the best of the season. Other than maybe the... The uh, beach. The first one. Yeah, and the beach one. Yeah, the beach. 
I still really, really dig the first one of the season in Soul's Mansion. The beach, the mansion, uh, even the flower in 603. Those are all amazing. The, it did trick me into thinking like Kim and Jimmy were like kind of in a normal state, but that was also because I thought it was going to be weeks later. Jimmy recites the line that Mike told him in Batchwise Road, which is also the ninth episode of season five. Yeah, I, I like how uh, Mike takes another look at the uh, pictures from Saul and Kim's plan to sabotage Howard. Because like in the last episode, he seemed pretty pissed about the shit they were doing with him. And we know how uh, Mike despises innocent people who get killed that aren't in the game. You know, yeah. like the Good Samaritan, Werner, the Travel Wire guy, and now Howard due to Jimmy and Kim. And uh, I like to think this is what uh, strange their relationship uh, since people, you know, we say how, you know, far their relationship is during Breaking Bad. And I think it's because he lost uh, quite a bit of respect for Goodman and, you know, vice versa. Because like Mike not telling Saul about Lalo being alive is what makes him despise Irma Trout, but still finds, you know, both of them useful since, you know, they don't end up cutting out each other. It doesn't seem likely at this point, but I was really—I really hope we get some kind of scene where Jimmy confronts him about that. Depending on how permanent the skip is at the end, probably not. So then, after the intro, we get Gus driving around off to Eladio's pimp house to meet up with uh, you know cartel gang to smooth things out. It goes pretty well for him. You know, I gotta—I gotta say, I can't wait for that Volume Three soundtrack to drop just for that song that played during the entire you know Don Eladio interaction. Yeah, the score's just been so good this season. I'm glad that scene was set at night because it means we didn't get that stupid fucking yellow filter over it and also it just like fits for a mood better, I guess. And we didn't we wouldn't see, you know, how much Don Eladio's actor has actually aged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Brett. <laughs> Did find it kind of funny how, you know, Lalo's whole fake death protocol with the fake dental records and the body double just kind of helped uh what's it called? Don Eladio believe Gus in the end. Yeah, Lalo should have called uh, Don Eladio and like the other cartel people to tell yeah, him he's alive. That's what I was thinking. I was just thinking, why didn't he just like, you know, make sure he's alive or something? I guess it's because, because, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of forgot in Bagman that the person that sent the assassins after Saul in the first place was, what's it called? Uh, Juan, Juan Bolsa. Bolsa. Yeah. I guess he knew that he always had enemies in there because he, you know, he was talking early in like season five or I don't know, maybe in season four. How mm -hmm. the only reason that Gus is protected is because he makes money. And it's not like, you know, the money's gone or anything. I thought, like, maybe, like, because they released um, a teaser image for this episode, which had, like, a tape thing, which said for Don Eladio for it. And we know mm -hmm. Lalo shot that vid in, like, the sewer before he went to do his dirty work. So I thought maybe he might have, like, sent that off beforehand, just in case. But I guess not, because he's an idiot. Because imagine, like, Gus's face if that shit happened. Like, if they started playing mm -hmm. that... Oh, I guess the reason he didn't do it is because there's really no way Gus would be able to get out of it. Do you think he might have somewhat believed the Salabancas just a bit, but he like decided to ignore them since uh, Gus brings in the cash? I think, yeah, exactly. It's just all about business in the end. Um, 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 that might have been a factor, but also just like Hector's thing was pretty unconvincing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he even said himself that they need to keep the peace and everything. Also, can we talk about how Hector spent 28 years like dictating that letter to, with to the twins? <laughs> yeah. Just about to dismiss it immediately. After the Eladio scene, like, Gus goes home and he, like, opens the blinds or, like, the curtains or whatever. Yeah, and then he meets up with Mike. And Mike says that Jimmy and Kim, like, talk to the cops all day, 
which I am very disappointed we did not get to see that, although I guess we didn't really need to. Technically, HN, we did get to see a variation of them trying to spread a lie. So yeah, we I guess did we didn't need two scenes of the same thing. I wanted to know what Mike was going to tell us because uh, it seemed like it was going to be something personal, but he decided not to since, you know, since both of them like stare at each other for like a couple of seconds. Gus is at some fancy little place drinking some wine and then this guy named David comes up and starts talking about something I wouldn't know because I wasn't listening. It's meant to be a little cute. Like they were just talking about a story about like wine. It doesn't matter what obsession. the story is. The point is that Gus... It does matter. Because the way Gus... No, because here's the thing. Like he's talking about like some like story about like his nostalgic times like in college or something. And I feel like the way Gus reacted kind of indicated that like he just couldn't relate to him. <laughs> Yeah, that probably was a factor, yeah. I'm gonna mostly agree with HN here and just say the wine story is probably just a device to... Like, they could have been talking about anything, really. I feel like most of the reactions aren't really related to the wine. It's Like, you can kind of see how Gus can't... I mean, I don't know. I noticed this on second watch only, but he keeps, like... He can't hold a eye contact with this guy. He re repeatedly keeps looking at him and then the wine bottle and then him and the wine bottle. Yeah, because he's nervous because he wants to kiss his little face. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gus was so thirsty in this scene. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. Man, was, I think if you zoom in on the 4K version, you can see that he's actually bricked up. If this really is his last scene, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I do like how the writers chose like this of all things. Like this is probably as close to a confirmation as we can get, especially since like yeah. last episode. Yeah, I, I couldn't like... believe it, dude. I, I couldn't believe that uh, they confirmed Gus is gay. Well, yeah, I said last episode that that was like him and Lalo. That was like the last chance for him to say like, oh, I love yeah. Bax or whatever. Uh -huh. But no, they just did it this episode. I feel like they wouldn't do that though. Like I'm, I'm glad they did it this way. It's much more subtle compared to mm -hmm. him just saying I love Max or seeing us like showing us him hooking up with someone. Like, honestly, I kind of love this whole scene. Like I'll defend it to the death. I don't really get the, not the hate, but you know, the sort of the complaints with it. Some people say dragged on too much, but I don't think so at all. I was just on the first watch, like live watching, I was just a bit like hesitant because I wanted to get like, I was really wanting them to get to the Jimmy stuff, but seeing how it all played out in the end, like I'm fine with it. They front loaded all the Gus and Mike stuff first. So then when the Jimmy and Kim stuff could start, it would be uninterrupted. I like how the Mike, the Mike quote uh, that Jimmy tells Kim goes back here for Gus's scene. You know, he hadn't thought about Max that day until he like swirled the red wine where it reminded him of like the pool in the blood. Yeah, he realizes he can move on from that and has to, you know, continue with the revenge plan he's been building up over the years for everyone responsible. Yeah, and also maybe he like didn't want to get this guy David like involved with that kind of shit at all. Yeah, it's like it's his business and he'd be intertwining someone who has absolutely nothing to do with it. But yeah, this scene was uh, Gus's complete transformation into the man we see in Breaking Bad. You know, I honestly quite like it and I don't see why people thought it was filler. We never really see much of like the real him in both shows. So this further adds, you know, it added to his character and confirmed that the man, you know, he was trying to avenge was not just like, you know, his best friend, but a lover, you know, since this is clearly the last time we'll probably see Fring in the Gilligan universe. I know. I feel like we're still definitely going to see Gus and Mike in the Breaking Bad era, probably next episode. But this is definitely a good conclusion to like this like time period for him. It's kind of weird, but kind of good at the same time, seeing Gus kind of uh, enjoying himself, getting a little flirty, but, you know, eventually having to exercise a lot of restraint because he's kind of a guy mm -hmm. on a mission and his business and everything. Honestly, these last two episodes of Better Call Saul Gus have kind of redeemed him. Can we talk about how at the start of this episode, 
don't know if it applied to the AMC Plus stream, but at the start of it, it said, like, there's going to be nudity this episode. So I think everyone thought during that scene, like, Gus and him, were it was going to, like, just smash cut to them in, the, like, a, <laughs> in, like, a room just fucking. Okay, but then after that, uh, we Mike goes home after a long day of cleaning shit up or whatever. I don't know what the time frame is. He sees, he, he's, like, going through his shit, and he has, like, that picture of Nacho's dad's fake ID that they didn't end up using. And he decides he has to go finish some business, and everyone thought that meant just fucking killing him for some reason. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys predicted that Mike will tell Papi Varga about his son's death. Uh, I mean, I- most people here said that, yeah. I feel like w- we all kind of agreed with that. Yeah. Uh, something I noticed about when they're having their conversation, Mike and Nacho's dad. Uh, you know, Mike kind of describes Nacho's downfall in very broad strokes. He's not very specific, but... I feel like he was kind of pulling at his own experience with his own son because, you know, the things he says about Nacho, you can kind of attribute it to Mike's son. You know, he fell in with some bad people, but he wasn't like them. And you can kind of connect it to the next part of that conversation about revenge because, you know, Mike says, you know, justice is coming and he's probably thinking about justice like, you know, as in revenge, like the justice that Gus wants for Max or, you know, the justice that he took himself for his son's killers in 5-0. Yeah, and that scene pretty much like kind of like with Augustine, saying it like it's like a like a snapshot of where Mike is like his character is at the end of that like time period. Every single fucking scene with Mike, all I can think of is that his story is just gonna abruptly end with Walt just shoots him for no reason. Literally, that like fucking sucks. And his daughter, his fucking granddaughter, gets no money. Everything <sighs> he did was fucking worthless. I'm curious if they're gonna during like Breaking Bad and like post Breaking Bad scenes, like they'll try to like add some, like, addendum to, like, Gus and especially Mike's deaths to, like, make it seem less fucking hopeless, but probably not. Anyway, um, after that, all that Mike shit from then on is just Jimmy and Kim depressing tragedy. They go to HHM for Howard's... It's not a funeral, I don't think. Or is it? What is it? Uh, it's probably just a memorial. memorial yeah, memorial. That, of, that's yeah. a term. Like, I think that's a term I was looking for, yeah. They have, like, pictures of Patrick Fabian's Instagram there. <laughs> Those are yeah. funny. You know, a small detail I actually found online is that there's a photo, yeah, where... You know, the photo is from 2015, and he's, like, wearing something that says 2015 on it. And they just edited the year to whatever year Better Call Saul's in right now. Was yeah, it, like, yeah. 2003, 2004? One of the pictures, I'm pretty sure, is, like, him and Lalo's actor, like, biking or some shit. And they just cropped out fucking Lalo. When I look at those pictures, I don't see Howard. I just see fucking Patrick. Right? Yeah, so exactly. that kind of that kind of took me out a bit. Because when I see that fucking winning grin, like, that's Patrick Fabian, not Howard. He's such a cheeser. Yeah. But yeah, first him and Ji- him and Kim, Jimmy and Kim, they talk to Rich, who says that HHM is downsizing and being renamed to Bruckner Partners. So that was insane. That was insane. I mean, it was, it, was ex- it was expected, but fucking depressing because HHM. That is so like, sad. Yeah. Imagine how Jimmy feels. You know, he's kind of responsible for two. Imagine how Kim partners. feels. No, but Jimmy, Jimmy's responsible for like indirectly responsible for two of those. You know, the part the in the HHM. You know. Yeah. He's responsible for two, like the deaths of two of the most respected attorneys in Albuquerque. Exactly. Yeah, and more importantly, like there is no like McGill legacy left. Like HHM is probably just gonna fucking be nothing of importance after this. Yeah, so, like, yeah I no mean one's... Howard. Howard doesn't have any kids either, right? No, I don't think wow. him and Cheryl were fucking popping out babies. Unless it's Jeff. But yeah, what I was saying before HHM, that's like one of like the core like locations, especially in the early seasons of this show, and now we're. Probably never going to see it again. But yeah, then they have to go over and talk to Cheryl and Cliff Main's also there. And mm-hmm. that is fucking awkward as hell, that scene. Holy shit. Because she's thought... just like drilling Jimmy. He's like, He's oh, he, he, thought he, he thought I was trolling him, but 
I don't think I was. It's always so interesting watching Kim and Jimmy like bail each other out because you know Jimmy gave I guess he reached into the heart and pulled out the whole jealousy Chuck thing, but obviously Cheryl still wasn't you know spooked enough to leave them alone about that stuff. Kim has to jump in and you know say some truly horrible shit to get her away. That shit was fucking terrible. I, I was surprised I was... she didn't get slapped, honestly. Especially, especially when she went for the oh, but you knew him the best, so maybe, maybe I'm wrong or something. Do you guys think that if Kim didn't do that at all, like if they didn't have to speak to Cheryl at all, do you guys think that Kim and Jimmy could have stayed together? Because I feel like that was the moment. Yes, after I'm that, not. After yes, that, like no. she realized what she did was truly, truly like a terrible thing. Yeah, I think they, I think so. Yes, that probably yeah. Yeah, I was thinking maybe she yeah. thought about that before, but I don't, I'm not sure. I think if that scene didn't happen, uh, I think uh, Howard's wife will have probably hired a PI or like a detective to like, uh, you know, go more in depth on Howard's death. Yeah, the detective's going to be uh, Marion. God, seeing Cliff's face, like after Cheryl asks Cliff, like if he ever thought that Howard was on drugs, that man is just really depressed and everything. I am kind of disappointed that Cliff didn't like, Cliff didn't really kind of add anything. He was just like there, which like makes sense. But I thought Cliff would be like, I thought Cliff would confront them. But I guess Cheryl filled that role. So the sad part is, is that uh, she now thinks she's the reason why he took cocaine and probably like fucked hookers since she knows like the relationship was pretty strained. She most likely ba- uh, blames herself for it. Yeah, you got to be like crazy to whip, just whip out a scene like a fake scenario where Howard is doing coke at HHM from your imagination. What were your guys' thoughts when, you know, they went down to the garage and that scene where Kim just kisses Jimmy and runs away, uh, drives away? What were you guys thinking? There was like a split second where I thought they were going to like fuck in the car or some shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, I just uh, had that, I- that nudity thing in the back of my mind the entire episode. I think generally speaking, we can all say like, we we all kind of like thought that for a second maybe this tragedy brings them closer rather than splits them apart but obviously that's not true the opposite happens it really was just the most simple explanation as to where kim was they just broke up none of his silent partner or she's fucking dead or a cartel sex slave or any of that shit yeah i don't i don't think it was ever plausible that she was gonna get like killed or i think it was even less plausible that she was gonna get vacuumed just because they've used that guy like three times already in the story. If she did, I would be so... F- they, sh- they should have had a post credit scene of her at the vacuum place. Since Mike told Poppy Varga about his son's death, do you think the writers will include a, a, a scene in season five before Mike leaves of him just like writing a note to the DEA saying, dig down the lab so they can like find Howard's body and give him justice? And it's like the second main reason why Saul has to like skip town. Um, like maybe. What does Howard's body... What, would, what do you mean? Give justice to what? To f- just so they can fucking find it, wanting people to know like some sort of truth, I guess that not that Howard didn't wait off and kill himself in water, and that he was actually in a hole next to a fucking cartel guy. Should we get to v- the scene where they fucking break up? I think we all predicted that this is going to be when they break up this episode, and it kind of kind of went as expected, you know. To be honest, not that that's a bad thing because it was fucking good, but Bob Odenkirk giving the performance. Well, he's given several amazing performances, but he this, was this he epi- was like top. That was so good this episode. Yeah. Plus, this is post heart attack, surely. And they dropped the "I love you," which I did predict or expect. Yeah, I think you guys were predicting it, right? Well, yeah, but I said it before, so you know it was a bit of Stranger Things season four parallel. One thing I wanted to to know exactly is when Kim was explaining why she didn't tell Jimmy about you know Lalo being alive. She said something like, what's it called? Uh, I didn't, because you would be scared and you would cancel the scam and then we would break up. And 
uh, I'm having a little like trouble understanding what the breakup line is. Like, does she think that they were only together because they like try to do scams and stuff? No, I think it was uh, Jimmy trying to protect Kim from like Lalo. So like that's why they they like break up. Oh, okay. Some obvious irony there is that you know hiding the secret did just lead to them breaking up. No, but but real talk, this whole scene. I mean, it doesn't need to be said, but I'll say it anyways. It was just genuinely heartbreaking watching all of it. Even the way she delivers the last lines, like, cause I had, cause I had fun. Like she said it like it was such a disgusting word. Also, the choice to end the last shot not on his face, but like behind his face, just him like staring off into nothingness. Bob Odenkirk is really good at just like walking around rooms and yelling, <laughs> especially when he's talking about how like oh. It's because of Howard and like, it's not our fault. It was fucking Lalo Salamanca. I just uh, kept thinking about, you know, that's uh, the, I think it was in season three when he busts into Chuck's house and everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's yeah. still like possibly like my favorite scene in the entire show. Uh, the F word just sounds so good coming out of Odenkirk's mouth. Am I the only one who thought the, uh, the, who thought the transition was kind of like abrupt and I think climactic? No. Like, well, I think it was meant to be abrupt. Yeah, like we finally get to the Breaking Bad era and I'm like, that's it, you know, while also being depressed that it's all over, which is crazy because, you know, we've all been waiting for that uh, Breaking Bad era. And now that it's here, you know, uh, we wanted more of the other side, you know, well, that is exactly what they were going for. So, yeah, Bravo. But also, should we just address it right now if we're even in the Breaking Bad timeline or not? Um, um, I'm thinking that we're not, but we're, I can we're pretty well. close. But yeah, we're, it, so it, the fucking license away. plate and shit says it's 2005, not 2008. See, so hmm. you can you can kind of explain the license plate, like as a. I mean, the salt just doesn't give like a shit. An, yeah, does he just seem like the type that would renew his tags? I just think it would be so weird to like jump forward to a timeline that looks exactly like Breaking Bad, and also he's even balding and shit, but yeah, then not have a beat during Breaking Bad, unless. That scene was just meant to be a flash forward, and we are still in Bredicol's whole time next episode, which I find highly unlikely, but I don't fucking know. Yeah, I loved every single second of that part, like that whole ending, even if it's potentially, especially when he fucking said public masturbator, I was like shitting myself. Yeah, I feel like the public masturbator stuff was like, I, th- I feel like we have to be in Breaking Bad, but there's a lot like that, of- that, ha- that can't just be a coincidence. And also, when he went to his office at the end, there was some fucker like coughing, and that sounded mm-hmm. exactly like Walt coughing. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna do it. Walt's gonna mm-hmm. walk into the office. Thankfully, they did not do that. And like, I thought he was wearing the same suit as well, but it's not the same suit. It's like, yeah, no, I similar. thought he was wearing the suit too, but I was just tripping. If it's 2008, like, let's assume that it would probably be like maybe the week before or the day before. I don't think it's like entirely relevant. The point is, like, we're in that time frame now. Unless that was just a jump forward, just to show his effects or whatever. But next episode, we're back to normal. But I don't fucking see how that could work. The makeup on Bob Odenkirk is crazy, bro. Like, he actually looks convincing. He looks better now than he did at the start of Breaking Bad. Was it because of, like, he lost weight, apparently? Yeah, for nobody. I do think we'll get like one more scene of Kim and Jimmy in that uh, Better Call Saul, the, the Better Call Saul era is like a cold open for the next episode. Just to like sort of like wrap it up a little more. Do you guys think they might they might end up doing that? Just to like sneak in the, like her actress for another episode? Well, I think there's like literally no way Kim isn't back in the finale. I mentioned this last podcast too, but they kind of make it obvious that she's going back to what is it, Nebraska? Well, we don't know what she did. She could still just be in Albuquerque chilling, but I don't know. Doing what? Oh, yeah, she's not a lawyer anymore. Uh, she works at uh, Coles. 
She works at Oil's and Rhinos. And the and the the thing is in the uh what which one call it one of the teasers she sw- she swears oath and we still haven't seen that yet so it could be a flashback. I thought that would be the cold open for this episode because I knew this would be yeah. a Kim centric episode. Maybe it's the next one or maybe they're just trolling and that's just random deleted footage. If we are truly in Breaking Bad time now, then um, I have to say, skipping all that random shit, like how his office came to look like that and how we got the car and that shit, like we didn't need to see it, but I kind of wanted to see that. I kind of disagree. I don't think we need to see it. I feel like it I was thought, a... yeah, I, we don't need to, but I thought there would at least be like a montage which shows it, but a montage would definitely not be appropriate after that fucking Kim breakup scene. I think it was a good way to kind of subvert the, you know, the fan service we expected, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was but expecting also, one thing and they did something else and that's A-OK. Well, I still would have soyjacked if they showed a montage, though. I don't know. We, we might have one final hope, you know, maybe... Uh, and then you know for the next opening it'll i guess be like a final montage of the better call Saul era ending and the breaking bad era like beginning where jimmy gets his like mansion car and the statue of well, liberty it just seems weird to like fully put us in that era at the end of this episode then backtrack to show us how we got there at the start of the next episode i mean i i do hope that we're in the breaking bad era but realistically how much can we squeeze out of that era well let's address the main thing which is that walt and jesse are 98 seven percent chance of being in the next episode it's only gonna be three scenes so well three scenes in one episode so i think that's about be like a good amount it's not like Walt's just gonna show up say i'm the one who knocks and leave i remember what's it called like a couple of years ago before season five premiere or during season five premiere people were like wanted i guess not everyone but a few people wanted saul to run into Walt at the grocery store oh yeah yeah or at the funny car wash that would have been like the worst way to go about it like yeah <laughs> I can totally picture well where they did that in like season two. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Do you think there's gonna be a gene scene uh next episode or like any episode before like the finale? I don't think so. I, th- I think episode eleven, okay. twelve, and thirteen will all be gene. I don't think the last three episodes could re- could be gene stuff. I don't know. I don't know how much they could squeeze out of that. I'm off. I'm just more thinking. I don't think we good. We can squeeze more than one episode out of a Breaking Bad stuff. It depends on how elaborate the soul plot, like Gene plot, is. Like maybe there's this whole thing where he has to go find Kim or some shit, or maybe he has to like turn himself in or some shit. I don't know. Maybe Marion is a PI that he hires to find where Kim is now. And that's why. Mm-hmm. He that just sounds so. That just sounds so stupid. I don't know, dude. I don't even know why they're introducing Marion. Like, I think the Kim thing will either be she finds him, or it's just a wacky coincidence. I hope the next episode, uh, Walter and Jesse don't show up, and it's just like I guess Jesse, uh, Wal- uh, fucking Saul and Mike doing stuff before the Breaking Bad, um, you know, before they meet uh, Walter, and then the next episode we finally meet Walter and Jesse. That would be very cool. I'd be up with it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we're gonna see Walt and Jesse next week. You don't think so? No, I really don't. I like. I'm certain we are, but I guess it's possible. I mean, that's right? just because I still think that we're not in the 2008. Yeah, just based off the car tag, I'm gonna die on that hill. I feel like we're gonna get some stuff, a lot of stuff before like the actual meeting with Will and Jesse. What if next week's episode just like ends with uh, what everyone like tries to predict? You know, it's Walt and Jesse, or just Walt walking into Saul's office. Well, yeah, in that wide shot at the end when Saul's driving into um, the parking lot at his office, it's like a wide shot of like looking down. I was fucking scanning for like Walt's car. I, I think I might, may agree with HN that there won't be that much Gene because like I feel like they already told a lot of his story throughout the five seasons. Like how, how many minutes did we get of him? Like essentially like 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, that's like literally a full episode. So I wonder if that's going to play any role because we literally get to see his character develop. 
Yeah, but there hasn't really been much of a story in those until like season four and five. I feel I feel like they could get it all done in just the finale, to be honest. But I feel like yeah. they're going to do a lot more than we expect. Because sure, they've been like building this shit up for like ages, so it feels feels weird to just be one episode at the end, or like two, even two episodes. Picture this uh, final scene: Jimmy's in jail, and he gets a visitor, and it's, it's just Kim. <laughs> That's it. Oh, it just oh my gosh! Mind. It does the shot where like they're like at the jail thing, where like you hold up a phone, and there's like a glass wall. And like he holds yeah. up the thing, he how it looks, and then he looks, and then the camera like cuts, and it's, it's just Kim, and then it just ends. It's just gonna be Kim visiting him one more time before he goes on death row. Jimmy gets him a fucking electric chair. Oh my god, that'd be a tough shot though. I'd screenshot that. Maybe if they do a Sopranos, I know I haven't seen that show, but whatever, I know how it ends. And like he like has a visitor, and we don't get to see who it is. I'm still thinking who he told Francesca to meet in the season four, the Breaking Bad era. Cold. That's uh, has has to be Kim. It's just like they get one but phone said, call a year or something. He said he. He referred to that person as a he. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you're talking about like the like the lawyer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I for sure at the time thought it was Howard, but obviously, yeah, he can't meet. It him. might just be like Cliff Main or Rich Whitecoats. Yeah, an important lawyer character. But I feel like like which lawyer character in this world would help Saul? Like, after he's been outed as a criminal and everything, who'd help one of his workers? Can't believe we almost forgot to mention the, what's it called? Saul's probably referring to the camera guy as the, you know, the guy with the glasses in the flash forward. Yeah, because he's talking, he's talking about how, like, he wants his advert to be not in mono and be louder. Is it still the same film crew making those god-awful commercials? I mean, I don't know. The, the quality does degrade in the Breaking Bad era. Because they are capable of putting out quality work, so maybe they just don't care anymore. Or maybe Saul like, wants them to be bad on purpose. Yeah, just like how, how bad The Office is now. Do we have anything else to predict for next episode? Like, this is easily the hardest episode to predict, like, what's coming next. Yeah. It could literally be anything. It could be more Better Call Saul stuff. It could be entirely Breaking Bad. It could be both. It could be fucking Gene shit, for all we know. Uh, I don't think we see Gene. I don't think we see Walt and Jesse. Uh, I mm-hmm. think next episode is just, uh, what's it called? Saul meeting Marion. That's it. Again, the whole new player in the game thing can either be like Walt and Jesse, could be Badger, could be literally somebody else, who knows. Yeah, hopefully it's like, uh, you know, what Perez said, just like Saul doing Saul stuff, uh, sort of before the Breaking Bad, the actual Breaking Bad era. And then the next episode is just, uh, you know, actually Breaking Bad. Hopefully the Walt and Jesse scenes aren't just with Saul and we get like maybe a scene of like a big four, you know, uh, Saul, Mike, Walt and Jesse together. Because I, I fucking love Walt and Mike scenes because like they just hate each other. I want some <laughs> of that energy back. Because they did say one scene with Walt, one scene with Jesse, one scene with both of them. I feel like the Jesse scene might be with Mike because they have like a little fucking bromance. I'm just sad we never got to saw, we never got to see Todd at all. Now he can still show up bro, next episode. I don't know man, I can't believe we got to see fucking Ira before Todd. Maybe next episode, Saul was like, all right, I want to, I need to meet up with Vamino's Pest, you know? I predict the next episode is the lowest rated. Just because of the uh, person who's directing it? No, just because I'm just really firm mm. that there's going to be no cameos at all. And I think a lot of people, I still think we're in 2005 or four or whatever, but I think obviously a lot of people think we're in the Breaking Bad era. So they're going in with big expectations. I'm, I'm still thinking Walt and Jesse are in next episode. Even if we're not in Breaking Bad era now, I think we'll probably jump around it or some shit this episode, next episode. Yeah, I think if we're still like in 2005 or four, uh, like by the next episode, I think there will be like another huge time skip uh, by episode 11, you know, like where we're in like season five to show, I guess, like Saul's downfall. What are our final ratings uh, or whatever on this episode? All right, let's go around. Uh, Rez? 
uh 10 out of 10 this show is just goaded i'm just gonna keep saying 10 out of 10 i genuinely believe every episode is a 10 out of 10 so far uh dan yeah it's good uh koopa uh 10 out of 10 i really like the episode yeah i, I was thinking like a nine but it's it's probably a 10 yeah i'll, I'll get i'll give it a 10 so that's all we have to say about season six episode nine of better call soul fun and games we'll be back next week to discuss episode 10 nippy thanks for watching slash listening